from the host that brought you to Coding Westworld. And Westworld the Recapables. Comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 and the Prestige TV Podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV Podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome home, me. Welcome Just- home, Mike. Just got home from vacay about two hours ago. You notice we don't do video anymore because Corey hates us. But if we did video, <laughs> sporting the authentic, look at the logo, NBA, Celtics, authentic Nike warm-up jersey. I'll be wearing this when I go to play basketball in the morning. Very excited about that. I'm not going to lie. I've You've been gradually upping your clothing game over the last six months or so. But this is Did you ask the if crop. that has a hood? Yes, Does it, it has have a hood? a hood? Yes, it has a hood on it. What? You want to see the back? No. Celtics. It says Celtics. It's a nice. It's an. I got some brand new basketball shoes at the Nike store. Did they have one in my size or didn't? They don't carry it for Giants. Didn't what? realize they were LeBrons, but they fit really well, so I bought them. Oh, I don't mind either. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never fit well in, in Jordans. So did you know LeBron's a billionaire now? By the way. I didn't Just know to that be Michael clear, J- sports cards nonsense is not worth a billion or anywhere close. Okay. That you know of, but... Uh, Came back to crazy. a stack of packages here. Unbelievable amount of cards. SGC order popped. PSA order popped. I got some cases in the mail. Got some boxes. A bunch of stuff I bought. It was a very exciting first 40 minutes of just opening packages back from the trip. So, Oh, you could have saved that for the pod. There are YouTube pages that dedicate their lives to unboxing videos. You know I don't like YouTube, so I would never do that. Uh, Jason Flynn is joining us. We don't have anything else really to do. We got a bunch of just hodgepodge. That's it. Ooh, goulash as we call it. Sure. It's a goulash episode. Yep. Um, Okay. Well, then in that case... Do you want to just go ahead and jump right in with a, a rundown, or do we even garner a rundown on a goulash episode? I think we just jump right into the golden hour. Let's, let's talk just, golden. Let's jump into the goulash. Some big sales at golden this past weekend. Jesse has the numbers for you. Jesse, run it down. Jesse, um, run down those numbers for me. Bottom line it. Bottom line, the most important one, the, the one that everyone's talking about, is the Le- LeBron logo, man. It uh, it did what exactly what we thought it would do, which was six over $6 million. Is that real? It, if it's opposite day, it's it didn't do that, uh, unfortunately, for the seller. Um, it did about $2 million, which is still a, a sizable sum. It did the more buyer than... premium, it closed at $2.4 million. Yes, it did. Um, Way under the estimates. What, what were we saying? What was our last guess? I was at 3.5, you were at 4.2, and then you said, I'm coming down to 4. So we were <sighs> both... For two negative people, we were actually way above on this one. We are very positive. We are known on this podcast and our content in general as being respectable and positive. That's what I've always said. You've said that. Interestingly enough, though, the 03 Exquisite Patch Auto, I think this one was the one numbered to 23, sold for Mm -hmm. 2.1. Almost the same amount. There was almost no buzz about that card. And I think if you asked 100 collectors in the hobby today which they would rather have, I'm going to say 73 would say they'd rather have the Exquisite. It is funny that there wasn't like other than the fact that we talked about it on the like the last episode or something. No one really talked about that card, and you were praising it as being so great. Um, Absolutely, two million dollars. Well, I mean, obviously it is so great, but it's just crazy to me. There are twenty three of them out there, 
And that but card goes from, for two million. But it's from a twenty-year-old product that people still would hail as the holy grail. I I of did see basketball. Speaking of twenty-year-old product, they did say this set the record as far as like most expensive card ever sold for a card that was pulled in the year or it was made in the year from the year to okay interesting yeah. i did not know that um some other notable sales i was curious about this one in april when we did that video for golden which i don't know if we're even doing any more work for golden quite frankly that's gone cold on the know. home front so i don't have any idea so maybe that we won't is- ever talk about them again maybe we'll talk about them <laughs> next week maybe they'll cut a check and we'll keep talking I, whatever <laughs> who cares um, there was a Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Dr. J, the triple rookie from 1980. It was a BVG, so Beckett vintage grading, the vintage side of Beckett, a BVG 10. Now, that is a pristine grade, which is not comparable to Gem Mint. A 9.5 with Beckett it's, is Gem it's Mint. It's better than Gem Mint, right? It is their highest grade okay. you can get aside from Black Label, and they don't do Black Label on vintage cards. So, that is the highest grade you can get with Beckett. That card sold back in April, April 30th. For $550,000 at Golden. Now, three months ago, two and a half months, what is that? Uh, two months ago, I would uh-huh. say the basketball market was a little bit warmer than it is right now because the market has continued to come for down sure. some. A PSA 10, though, of this card just sold two days ago, Saturday. Again, PSA 10, only gem mint compared to... The reason I bring this up is so many people were like, you know, I, I, I said very publicly in that video, this card should be crossed to PSA or SGC. I think it would sell for more. Beckett doesn't get respect with vintage like that. To prove that point, the PSA 10 sold for $110,000 more Saturday than a BVG 10 sold for in April. Wow. Wait, this was not the same card though, right? Same exact card, different card. Oh, it is. Someone actually cracked it and sent it over to PSA. Oh, excuse me. No, this is not the same. It's the same card. It is not the same exact card. Same rookie though. So a BVG 10, when the market was a little bit better, in my opinion, sells Mm -hmm. for 550. A PSA 10, when the market has cooled noticeably, sells for $110,000, 20% more. You do not want your stuff. But um, I say that because I have a card in my hand here. This is a 1959 Topps Johnny Unitas BVG 8. I'm telling you right now, the reason I bring this up, I think there's a weird play with buying Beckett high-graded vintage stuff and subbing it to SGC or PSA. What's the deal? Is that still a thing? Like, if I send a card in, is it going to be coming back as a BVG or is it? Like, if I send it into Beckett, that is. 1980 or above, I believe, is BBG. Anything after that is BGS. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I think that's the year. Okay. Um, you should man. have said, though, you missed an opportunity there. What is the deal? So you could have said that instead of just Why saying. Why would I have said that? Seinfeld, greatest sitcom of all time. You could have impersonated what? that from his act. Instead, you just said, what is what? the deal if I send a card in? What is Seinfeld? I don't, whatever. It's fine. Your Seinfeld's energy's dead. So Your out. comedic level is horrendous. I can go solo if you need. You are... What happened to the positive comment you made just moments ago? I'm looking for a little reciprocation of energy. I am giving you energy. Are you kidding me? You are dead. Your voice is dead. Now he's And you look like an idiot in that jacket. Thanks a lot, Mike. Now we went negative. Does it feel good? (laughs) Does it feel good? Is this what you wanted? See, you you woke up. Uh, I've been awake. God, you're... What did the Jordan sell for, though? PSA 10 Jordan sold Saturday as well. Do you have that result by chance? Uh, it's not on this page. 205000 That is also considerably down from other Jordan sales. Interesting oh, time. That's an interesting time. What happened to that 1961-62 uh, Fleer basketball complete oh, the set? set? I didn't win it. Do you, oh, uh, can, you, can you pull that up and see what it was? I for? already have it pulled up. It was at 17000 I honestly think anything under twenty was a very good buy. It was double that, 40000 Really? Too much? I didn't look into it all that much. I looked into it enough to be like, you know what? If this thing's anywhere near 20, no brainer. 25 to 30, I got to start looking a little bit. Anything more than that, it's like, eh, you know, probably right at, right at market level. I still think that is a very underappreciated set, though. I would not be shocked to learn our boss, Bill Simmons, bought that. That is right up his alley. But I don't it, know if you did. It goes back to the comment you made, though, about vintage. Obviously, this is kind of a vintage. Like, let's go back to where we know the money is safer. And we kind of proved that when we talked about football a couple weeks ago. Vintage has consistently been going up and held pricing. Whereas while some modern stuff did go up and maybe spiked even higher, it has also now started coming back down. I think that vintage, like you said earlier, could be a smart play 
in the economic climate we're in right now. Yeah, and to build on that, I do. I, I'm starting to think like when I go to the national, when we go to the national, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. So I bought this Unitas for like three hundred dollars as a BVG eight, a PSA eight, and an SGC eight are both like twenty five to thirty five hundred dollars. I think there's a real interesting play in buying high grade Beckett vintage stuff and trying to cross it over to one of the other two companies. And since I will be going to SGC at some point because I want to try to cross my Jordan rookie over and mm-hmm. some big Brady's, I'm gonna bring that as well. I don't think it's the worst play. It, now, it is amazing to me that just something as simple as a grade being having a different name on the holder has that much of an impact on value, but clearly it does. This it isn't is. the most exciting and sexy opening thing ever, but it is something that's been on my mind. And that golden stuff, those sales recently too, I just think it's wild, the difference in pricing with grades, but that's fine. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think you have to overthink it. Um, I'm not even going to think about it anymore. I'll be well, honest, I'm done. I don't want to That's good, because in moments, Jason's going to be joining us. Before we do, I did want to just double check. Can we check. talk about Topps Chrome? Can we do that real quick? Do you think we can do that in a minute? We can or? do it in a couple minutes, and Jason okay. can wait. He's from Ireland. So we had the question, this was inspired by questions last week. 2022 Topps Chrome seems to be very expensive coming out of the gate. The checklist we suspect will be very loaded. I know Jaron Duran and Wander are going to headline it, but I don't know who else is going to be in it. Maybe J-Rod, maybe some of these other massive names, Wit, Adley. I don't know. I would assume at least one, Torkelson. So the thought was, well, it's overpriced. Well, is that really the case? So 2020 was kind of a meh, very average. Mm. So let's go back to 2019, 2018. These are kind of the two monster years in it. So 2018, you're talking, I mean, the monsters, Acuna and Otani. Then you've got some good names as well. Devers, Glaber, Albies, Verdugo. What is a box of 2018 Topps Chrome Hobby? going to cost me uh, right a lot more $1,250 $1,250 now 2019 has Vlad Tatis Monsters Alonzo who's having a great year Eloy and Kyle Tucker 2018 is $1,250 I'm looking on paper I think 2019 should be like $900 to $1,000 a uh, little less $830 really mm-hmm. that's interesting okay is that Ota- a good I, I mean, are, you, are we Ota- seeing value there it's expensive, so I can't call it value, but I am interested. What is 2022 right now, pre-sale pricing? Again, no checklist. 500? 20, 2022 is 400. That is not a bad... We now, know granted, Wander, there's still like two months till they It comes at the end sale. of August. But I'm yeah. just saying, you know Wander's going to be in it, and Duran, because we've seen them. I think they're going to sneak in one of the three, Torkelson, J-Rod, or Witt. This could be a very big year for Topps Chrome, very quietly. I don't think it's a bad play. If you can lock in pricing now, you're telling me it's $400 right now. I think by the time that actually releases, it's going to be well north of $500 a box. Really? I think so. You're making, you're, you're making my, my investment bonus. I kind of want to go get some. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, so we've got Jason Flynn. I don't want to introduce him anymore, quite frankly. He's been on an, how many times is this you've been on the show? Five times? Am I supposed am I supposed to be counting? I don't know. Yeah. This is an honor, sir. I'll tell you what I can count. <laughs> you know what I can count? The amount of times I've been invited on Soccer Cards United to talk about football. Zero. We don't have guests. Okay. Wow. You get some plenty you of never smugness, will with though. that attitude. Plenty of smugness. Jason, yeah. thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. Normally we would love to talk to you about soccer, football. Yeah. However, Today, I would like your thoughts on this shirt I'm wearing. Jesse thinks it's a little out. <laughs> this is an authentic jersey, warm-up jersey for the Celtics. Yeah, and you're wearing it in, have you, not, you haven't taken it off since. It's 90-something degrees. It's 98 degrees here, by the way. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I am sweating for the show. It's called putting blood, sweat, and tears into it, buddy. But you look great, I have to say. See? There you go. Jason, you don't have to, what time is it there? Oh, yeah. 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Look at what a champ he is. Oh, boy. We're going to keep this brief then. We want your thoughts on F1. We get a lot of F1 questions. I don't know anything about it. People are driving in circles, S's, yeah. all sorts of stuff. F1 has been surprisingly, at least according to Cardlighter, one of the uh, uh, investment sports that has done much better than, I guess, well, it's done better than most of the rest. Yeah. So 
what people may, I'm not sure what kind of questions you guys have been getting, but what people are noticing is that the 2021 uh, Tops products that came out, uh, so your Chrome and your Sapphire, less so Dynasty, mm-hmm. um, because Dynasty is kind of its own thing. So, um, but Chrome and Sapphire that came out this year have taken a real hit in the last few weeks. They've been kind of one of the first things in terms of the boxes. The singles are kind of different, but in terms of the boxes, they've been one of the first things that people have maybe looked to sell. You know, if they're like keeping some assets that are kind of liquid, you can sell those, you can get rid of them. And right now, if you go and look for a 2021 uh, Formula One Sapphire box on eBay, there are just, you know, dozens and dozens of them listed. Um, And so just for example, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, uh, Steel City were buying uh, F1 Sapphire boxes at $1,100 a box. And their buy price is now $550 a box. Whoa. So is this because it's second year or is this because it's an inferior product or both? Uh, Both actually, yeah. So um, it's second year and it's hard to overstate how important the first year of F1 cards was, you know, Um, because you just had so many years of nothing and then bam, here's all the drivers that are currently driving. If you want to, you can just start here. You don't have to worry about anything from before. Um, And also the price, uh, the ORP at the time for 2020 product was very low. So 2020 Sapphire, I think it was like $170 a box when it came out. What is it doing now? Like $2,500? Around three. Over three thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah. And and same with Chrome. It's the same kind of an increase. So because of that, obviously there was a huge explosion in interest in F one, um, and Tops basically just you know they got dollar signs in their eyes, <laughs> and they decided, okay, we're going to do a number of things to ruin this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to jack up the print run like crazy. Um, mm, that was on Chrome. That's strike one, and not yep. only that. We're going to uh, maybe like four or five x the retail price. Oh wow! So more of it. So no, not as much demand. Excuse me, more supply. Yeah, less demand, higher yes. price. Exactly. So basically, a lot of people that had spent the last year, say, or last six to nine months, getting into F one, and they were all ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm all set for my Chrome. I'm going to enter some Chrome breaks. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going mm-hmm. to try and get a box of this. They had, they had Chrome Light, uh, which was a success. They had a paper flagship as well. But basically, they, they brought out two extra products and increased the print runs on the two products that already existed and increased the price for everything. And so you had all these collectors who were into it suddenly going like, and I'm back out. I was yeah. in and I'm back out because I can't do this. That's so dumb. Now, yeah. you said that was 2021 though, right? That's right, yeah. Right. 2020, 2020 was the inaugural better. year. Yeah, 2020 better. was the first year stuff. A lot like Prism, like 2012 Prism stuff went through a stretch where it was like, hey, first year, you could mark whatever price you want and it was it didn't matter. Then 2013 took a real hit. But 2020 Formula One is insane, even to this day still. It's crazy. I'm noticing because when I mentioned the card letter index of how like which sports are doing better, it does mm. have F1 as being one of the ones that it is doing better. However, as you go through the card list and it does even include in uh, in that index an actual box of Topps Chrome 2020, it is all it's all 2020. All the individual cards are 2020. So it's really that. If you guys are using card ladder to kind of base your investment areas, take that into note that it's not including 2021 or after, at least for the most part. Yeah, definitely. Like 2020 uh, product and cards for for F1 just completely skewed the whole equation Um, because the returns have been so great on those cards and those boxes that it's almost like it might as well be a different sport, you know? Wow. So what remains to be seen is can Tops rebound next year and use this license in a productive, constructive way? Yeah. Or is it just going to be like, well, that was a one-off. Those boxes are super expensive. Those cards are super expensive. And everything else that comes out is largely unimportant. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I mean, if we were having this conversation about F1 cards last year, so before with just 2020 products to go on, um, you would have called 2020 F1 a qualified success. You would have said, oh, it's pretty good considering it's a debut for the sport and all that stuff. But it didn't really go crazy until the national. 
um, because at mm. the national last year, people turned up and on like day one, I think blowout sold out of uh, F1 Sapphire. It just dried up immediately at the national. Wow. Um, and then from that, because obviously you have all the collectors in one place um, and like word of mouth just spread so quickly, it went from being like a kind of a cult hit into like a mainstream thing. And all, you know, a lot of people that weren't at F1 suddenly wanted these boxes just because they heard you couldn't get them. Um, Interesting. So who knows if we're going to have a similar thing at the national this year. Not if they uh, overproduce though, right? That's not the if they overproduce. Issue. I mean, 2020 yeah. stuff is going to be super hard to find at the national. Um, but 2021 stuff, the question is, does it rebound a little bit in price uh, after the national or does it just kind of stay where it is or even dip further? Gotcha. Now, what are your thoughts on Dynasty? Because I, I actually, that's the only F1 product ever, I ever actually sit and watch get ripped just because yeah. my buddy Eddie pulled an awesome, I don't remember the dude's name. It was the one of one jumbo and it was a zipper patch. Um, Leclerc? Yeah, Charles Leclerc. Yeah, Charles yeah I Leclerc. saw that patch. Yeah. Um, Dynasty is good. Uh, Dynasty is its own thing. Again, like not a lot of people bought into Dynasty because it was expensive. Um, so it's kind of in its own stratosphere. So like I find it's very hard to tell when it comes to Dynasty from both years or from Chrome or Sapphire from 2020. It's hard to tell really the market dynamics because it's such a rarefied space, you know, like yeah. who really is buying and selling that stuff. Only like kind thousands of, of bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so you can I, pull like crew chief. That's the other thing. Some dude the other day pulled a crew chief. <laughs> There's some guy sitting there in a button-up shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you don't like button McShirt shirt? For $3,000, I want to be able to drive the car in a circle. That's my thing. <laughs> I want to. I don't need the card, but I want the car. I want to be able to it drive does, it. You said $3,000. Were you going off of um, just the, Mate, the price? Going off of Fantasyland, but I'm just throwing what? numbers out. What no, is no, a no. box of 2021 Dynasty going for? About $3,000, actually. That's a savage one card, by the way. Yeah, one card. I would like to know. I would love to see that Leclerc hit the open market. It was actually pulled by, well, Eddie, who owns Geo Breaks, pulled it. But the guy he pulled it for lives here in Nashville with me and Jesse, not far from. Mm. But I don't think he ever sold it. The one from 2020 sold like six months or a few months ago for like 75000 Very plain yeah. patch. So we were thinking this might be a six-figure card. But then I haven't seen it. I don't know if he's selling it. So, Yeah, I mean, the Charles Leclerc, like... uh I have a Charles Leclerc of 25 uh, from Sapphire last year. Uh, and like, he was one of the ones preseason where it was like, oh my God, this guy is about, you know, Ferrari put all their resources into giving him a great car. He's a great driver. He's going to like go up against uh, Red Bull, you know, Max Verstappen and Red Bull mm -hmm. uh, this season. And he's he's third in the in the driver's championship. But Do you Verstappen say he's third? Third, he's he's in third oh, position. One, two, three. There he is. <laughs> I just, just he's always got. I'm sorry, <laughs> thought I heard something else. Go ahead. Um, he thought he was dropping turds all over the track. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what, I don't know anything about the sport. That could be true. Could not so, be true. There's no way of knowing. No way of knowing. They don't have time to go to the bathroom. You don't no, know what they're doing. Um, so he hasn't quite hit the heights. He's still like 50 points behind Verstappen at this stage of the season, um, but he's performing really well. So his cards are doing well. Uh, the golden auction that just finished with the triple logo, man. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, in that one, we had a new record set for a Max Verstappen uh, card, which was uh, $90,000. Uh, what kind that of was card for are we talking? PSA 9 with an auto grade of 10 from 2020 Chrome. It was an all five auto. Red. Is it, red. Is it red? Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. $90,000? $90,000, wow. yeah. And uh, but he is the guy, correct? Max V is like as big as anybody. Him and no, Hamilton. Lewis the, Hamilton. Yeah. I think well, Max Lewis Hamilton is like all time. Okay. Go. And yep. Verstappen is at the moment the best driver in town. So I say that because, man, if you look at baseball pricing, 90000 yeah. for a major red is actually not like insane money. Yeah. It's, I suppose it's good that's money. the thing is like, is the Max Verstappen, we, had, we were, people always talk about why is Verstappen not like, more expensive because Hamilton Hamilton's prices are crazy you know we've had like a $900,000 Hamilton card um, but Verstappen has a whole load of stuff going on a lot of people don't like him a lot of people don't want to buy into him just yet and uh, his a lot of his fan base are in Europe and obviously European collectors pay less of premium than say collectors in the US or, or in Asia so it kind of remains to be seen um, there but we also had like a, a at that same auction Mick Schumacher 
who's a young driver, who's the son of Michael, of Michael Schumacher. great Michael Schumacher. I remember him. Yeah. His super factor uh, from this year's uh, Tops Chrome, so your one of one auto in a PSA 10 with a 10 auto grade, uh, went for $39,000 uh, at that same auction. And he has no points so far in the championship. He's having a really hard time. Oh, he may, so he's he like may no, lose the seat. He's like a nobody. Yeah, but it's basically aside just from pe- the name. Aside from the name. So, like, basically, I think the what's happened is the downturn in F1 has been driven by that low end of the market kind of low to mid end of the market just falling out because anyone who was excited to buy into 2021 a lot of them got scared off mm-hmm. and then a lot of people that bought went you know kind of made a stretch for 2021 to say all right it seems like it's a crazy price but if it was anything like last year it's going to be fantastic bought in and then maybe overextended themselves slightly and are now trying to cut their losses and and, and go so there's an overflow of supply right now. So 2021, 2021 F1 is a lot like basketball, football, baseball right now. Well, not baseball as much, but guys bought in at the wrong time. The market didn't sustain the pricing. And so exactly. it's either sell and take a loss or you're stuck holding until it, until whatever happens. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. If one of the, you know, one of the rookies really becomes like in the conversation, then obviously you have a, a gem on your hands. Probably not. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of thing. Like F one has no guarantee of rebounding anytime soon. I do think twenty twenty is safe long term. Even if you saw those boxes dip below three thousand, um, right I, I now be they worried. are below three thousand on eBay. They're going for like twenty. Last one sold for like twenty seven hundred. That's the Chrome. Is it twenty twenty Chrome? Yeah, tops Chrome twenty twenty Chrome. But for boxes yeah. that literally were not even a hundred dollars manufacturing price, it's not terrible. It was like $78 a box when they those came out direct from distribution. Yeah. And so like that's got a basic I I have like I have some of those boxes, Sapphire and Chrome. I'm not saying on air. Yes, you will. Ad- What's your say address? it right now? <laughs> and uh like I'm not even looking at the price. I'm not worried. What is Sapphire doing compared to Chrome's about twenty eight hundred? What's Sapphire at roughly? I think the last one went for thirty one hundred on eBay. Oh, so it's not that ten percent, twenty percent. Did you more. just say turd? <laughs> Jesse, let it go. What is it with right. this guy in turds? He's in a mood today, Jason. It's we had a whole thing before. It's a, it's a real thing today. No, his- you've been talking over me this whole time and then say, <laughs> I don't have any energy. I wish I could reach through this. Ki- hey, Jason, um, we have some questions from the mailbag we wanted to run by you if you got a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And we're going to hit the releases, Jay? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll do both. So... Let's do a few of these real quick, just because there's a number of them. Uh, Isla Fishman wants to know what is the best time now. Okay, I should preface some of these will be soccer questions, so hold okay. on to your hat. Okay. Yes. Uh, what is the best time between now and November to buy cards for players in the World Cup? Uh, now, right now. Now, okay. No World more Cup waiting. November, it's going correct. World Cup is November, and if um, every team is confirmed, so we we know exactly who's going to be there. Uh, playoffs finished this month earlier this month so get your get your buying done now uh, is uh, Timothy Lake wants to know is Nathan McKinnon catching Connor McDavid that's, that's hockey. A, ho- ho- it's a hockey question even I know because I didn't know those names I just assumed they must be racers <laughs> so why is he asking hockey questions because he wants to know this that's isn't okay. you're not from Canada okay the answer by the so, way Timothy is no not in the hobby at least not even close Congratulations okay. to Colorado, by the way, huh? I guess. I don't Did know. they win a thing? They won the yeah. Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It was a good race. It was good. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. <laughs> Vaughn Bailey, still interested in vintage soccer, if that can be worked in. Who are the big names from vintage tobacco era, uh, if you're familiar? Do you have any th- thought or um, clue on that? So I saw an interesting uh, sale which was, I believe, for an SGC one. I think this was Matthew Hender from PSA tweeted this. He's a big vintage soccer guy and a, a very good Twitter follow uh, if you're into vintage soccer. Um, but I believe it was an SGC one. It was a cigarette card of Giuseppe Miazza, uh, who the San Siro Stadium uh, in Milan uh, is named after. Uh, and that went for like, I think, I want to say like either 13 or 30 
two very unfortunate numbers. Why didn't I just say 40 or 14? <laughs> or 14? 12, yeah, anything. Or 12, I could have picked anything. I walked yeah. right into that You don't even know what you're talking about. You just yeah. made something up. <laughs> Why are you doing this? It went for 33. <laughs> what is He's just saying That's stuff Scottish, now. bro. That I don't know. Is rude. I just, I just walked right into that one. But uh, yeah, yeah Giuseppe Miazza is a, is a player that I hadn't uh, considered before in terms of vintage and then he just popped up out of nowhere and if an SGC1 is going for good money here it is okay yeah 32,000 dollars all time public record for a pre-war soccer card just happened Steven Ortiz wants to know I've been buying lots of Weston McKinney cards and Ricardo Pepe cards getting ready for the World Cup are there other US players other than uh, Pulisic and uh, that I should keep an eye on. There we go. Yeah, I like um, Brendan Aronson. Uh, Brendan Aronson just went uh, to the Premier League in England for to play for Leeds United um, and will be at the World Cup. So he's playing in the biggest league in the world uh, going into a World Cup year. Um, so I, I like him a lot. And then I, I know the guy was saying he's buying a lot of Ricardo Pepe cards that spot for the starting number nine, the starting center forward in the uh, US team is kind of up for grabs. So you could hedge your bets a little bit and I don't know, go for maybe a um, a Jordan Sibacho or something like that. Um, but yeah, don't don't put all your eggs in the Ricardo Pepe basket at, at uh, center forward. And I like Brendan Aronson. All right. Obviously, nobody seems to have F1 questions. So I'm glad, though, that at least the people who care about it, we went over it. Uh, there is more soccer release that we wanted to talk about. Do you have a second to touch on Tops UEFA Museum and Chronicles Soccer? Thoughts about these things? Yeah. Uh, Chronicles, I haven't really paid too much attention to. Um, I'll be honest. But Museum, I like Museum. Uh, I think in the current situation we're in in soccer where we're getting so much product printed and so many like crazy high numbered parallels and all this stuff museum is if you can get it at a good price it's a fun rip you're getting a you know patch an auto and a patch auto i think in every in every box Mm -hmm. and you're in the champions league license so you're hitting big players um so yeah i i I like museum uh let's just hope they don't price it too high chronicles I actually Chronicles is a good one for uh, for breaks. If you want to get, if you like to get into soccer breaks, and um, mm-hmm. but you're not too sure uh, on what products to go into, Chronicles is a good one because there's a wide variety of players. Chronicles obviously has lots of different sets uh, within it, and um, so Chronicles for for a fun break entry, and then Museum if you want to uh, open a box of really good stuff and not have to worry about getting an of three nine nine parallel or something like that. Yeah, Museum looks to be going for. Uh... Wait, is that right? A thousand dollars a case? Does that sound right to you? Because that's no. what the that's what David Adams is selling it for. How many boxes? It's sold out on blowout. Uh, it's a twelve box case, so it'd yeah, be significantly no cheaper. No, no, not for a thousand. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, Jason. Well, Jesse's checking on that. Actually, I, I think the oh yeah, four hundred and eighty dollars. There you go. A box. Four hundred eighty dollars a box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes that sounds sense. that sounds about right. So real quick, I, we've asked you this before. I never remember because I'm not really that interested, but I'm trying to get involved here. Just the the guide for dummies breakdown of the leagues because I ripped Premier League stuff last week and I ripped La Liga. And I'll yep. be honest, I didn't get Pele in either. What no. is like the hierarchy <laughs> of play, of like, hey, for 2022 product, stuff coming out now, what is the hierarchy of the actual league? What is the best? Right, so the best stuff to rip is Champions League product, UEFA Champions League product. UEFA, okay. So Tops has that license, and they basically, that's like the all of the best teams from all of the countries in Europe play every year against each other in the Champions League. So that's the one to start with. UEFA number one, okay. UEFA number one, and then you have like, on the second tier, you have uh, the licenses that are in Chronicles. So that's, uh, the Premier League, which is in, in England, La Liga, which is in Spain, and Serie A, which is in Italy. So those three are really just, if you're a fan of a team in one of those leagues, mm-hmm. or if you have a particular connection to one of those uh, leagues, go for that. But if you just want to get the best players in soccer, you know, playing for the best teams, then you can just stick to UEFA Champions League or UEFA products, and you're going to be fine. 
except of course like FIFA oh Oh, Bundesliga as well sorry Bundesliga would be on that second tier that's another one of the major leagues okay Um, that's a that's a tops one the other three are Panini and then obviously your FIFA license um for the World Cup when you get uh top level second level where's that one top level top level if it's a World Cup if it's a World Cup product it's top level because World Cup Prism is going to be the big one coming up in a few months yeah how long does that usually take for that to come out around the World Cup um, I don't know. The last one was 2018, and I wasn't paying attention. This is oh, going to okay. be brutal this year anyways. I mean, we have any basketball prism for this year hasn't even dropped yet, and the season's over. I do work. Yeah. That is one thing I'm worried about. I know originally it was, I think it was slated for like October, November to coincide with the tournament, but because of the printing restrictions, I don't know if there's uh, the backup. I don't know if there's going to be out in time, which would be kind of a, a yeah, bad deal for soccer. We're having a hard time in soccer right now because the season ended. And everyone's on, all the players are on, are on holiday and uh, products are coming out every week. Yep. That's what so, we're having right now with NBA and, NA, and NBA and NFL. I mean, yeah. like NBA Prism, arguably the number one product of the year. You know, the finals ended a week ago. It's not out yet. Two weeks ago. Yeah. But you did I mean, mention this is a good buying time though, right? Yeah. It's a good buying time. I mean, it's not a good selling time. Sure, but like for most of our listeners, I mean, sure, some of them sell their cards, but if you wanted to get in on what all the new products are, it would probably be a decent. You're probably only going to go up from here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be careful. I would be careful going in on on any sealed products that are coming out now, like any mm-hmm. new sealed products, unless you're buying to open them. Gotcha. Um, just because print runs are so high, like where it's very rare that you would get something these days that you go right stash that in the attic and we'll sell it in a couple of years time um, but in terms of buying boxes buying into breaks those prices have come down buying individual players there's a lot of people with a lot of cards that they'd like to get out of mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's a good time to buy are you Stack coming the to the home. National that is the only reason we had you on the show yes I will be at the National what are the dates are you coming you have dates already what's the deal here I'm do- we're doing the whole week the whole shebang okay. the whole do you shebang. have a table Wednesday to Sunday Wednesday to Sunday, yeah, that's it. Do you have a We're setup flying. there? You have a booth? What's the deal? We have no booth. We have no table. Good. Go- Just hang out with us. We got a big gonna, space over there. We're gonna have a yeah. little podcast studio set. We're gonna do a live show, but it's not gonna be for an audience. We're just gonna sit there and do the show. The live show doesn't work out well, but we are gonna record one live in at the place. Great. Well, we'll we'll stop by. We'll hang out. I don't, know if I, need gonna get mad. Gonna be, I don't know if I need Enzo. I don't know if I need Enzo. Oh, you'd like Enzo. You'd like Enzo. I want to meet Enzo. I bet he's a great guy. I'm content with what I have, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm just content. So we've taken All up right. enough time. It's like midnight over there. We're rambling at this point. We're going to see you in Atlantic City. In I'll a see you in a month or so. I'm excited. You just made our audience's day. Hey, wait, before you leave, Jason, how old are you? Uh, 25. Yeah, he's young <laughs> and tall. I don't like anything about him. Do you have any guesses on how old I am? No, God, no, it's not polite. Just go on someone's podcast and guess their age. First number's a four, I'll tell you. Do it. No, it's not. I don't know. What are you, like, uh, 35? There it is. On the nose. There it is. No, I don't care about that. He said turd. All right. Thanks, Jason. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Jason, thank you for your time. I should have picked a different number. (laughs) That's right. See you guys. Soccer Cards United. Make sure you check it out wherever it is they post it. They don't have guests because they're too good for that, but it's still a fine (laughs) listen. It's a fine (laughs) listen. Jason, have a good day. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. See you, man. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so there you go. The big answer, the big question has been answered. Nobody, Jason will be at the national. We're very excited. Oh yeah, that's the question. I just want to talk about my pickups real quick after this. Okay, and then we go to mailbag if you want. Like I said, I had a bunch of stuff waiting when I came home. 
big SGC order popped. All the SGC order that popped was actually all stuff we gave away for free. We're doing a bunch of free grading with SGC through Card Shop Live app, so you should be over there already. Um, did pretty good. There was a Curry rookie that came back at nine. I was excited about because I was not sure. I think it was a gold as well. Wait, um, which like the Curry rookie, like the the no, no, two thousand nine no, tops? No, it wasn't a tops. It was a nice rookie. Most of the grades were good. I sent in a Tua. I actually snuck two of my own cards into the order. Tua base prisms. I got a nine and a ten. I was happy with the ten. The nine, eh. Um, I also sent in my Zach. I, I don't know why I sent in my Zach Wilson. It's a yellow reactive prism rookie. Came back at nine five. I'm kind of high on Zach. I figured for you know for twenty bucks, who cares? We'll give it a shot. Uh, the PSA order I had popped was from like a year and a half ago. It finally just got to my house. Ooh, the grades let's popped. Let's see like if we even know these names. They're it's probably already dead. Pa- it's all Patrick Mahomes. It's all from Mosaic. Wow. Um, a Mosaic MVP insert as a 10. Two camo pinks came back 10s. A silver 10. A camo pink was a 9. The only non-Mahomes card was Clyde Edwards Hilaire base that came back a 9. I am going to guess... I think I only paid 16 bucks a card, though. That's how far back we're talking. Wow. There was a time when these were probably 150 bucks a piece. I'm going to guess they're like 20 to $40 a card. Br- like, brutally bad. So good. Yep. Good. I came not home, great. I came home to a case of baseball select. I also ripped a case of... Oh, I didn't tell you this, by the way. On vacation, I'm sitting around the lake one day. Jumped on Card Shop Live. Yep. Um, Sports Card Junction. They're a card shop in Pittsburgh. They were on just selling personal boxes. I bought a box to select for 140 or 130 bucks. It was a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. They did the Father's Day packs with them. I would actually love if you would check this up for me. Can you look in card ladder sales history? Giannis, Father's Day, gold vinyl. It's not numbered. I haven't seen any. There was only one even listed when I pulled it. That was like a free bonus pack. I also hit like an O'Neill Cruz patch. I hit a Wander numbered rookie. Um, like the box itself was fine, bunch of color for 130 bucks. It was actually a fun rip for myself, but that bone, I'm pretty sure that Giannis out of five, is, it's see, it's not numbered cause it's from the father's day. So there's no numbering on it. It's, and it's maybe it's not called gold vinyl. What about just Giannis father's day? And it's not numbered at all. I'm seeing like a number of these father's day, but is they're it champagne? all champagne or are they just base? Like no. the champagne would literally have like the reflective swirls on it. Oh, this one does look like it's got that, or it's got, they call it Escher Squares, and then this one's a silver, um, I'm just trying to find So what a are those selling base. for? Like a silver, that, oh, that can't be right. Some of these are selling for crazy money. Um, I have a weird feeling this thing's worth a few hundred bucks. The Escher Squares is selling for 65 Actually, no, the one that sold for crazy money for 600 bucks was the out of five one. Unfortunately, these other ones, like the silver one, it's numbered out of 199 and it did $4. Yeah, so. I'm going to guess this is like a couple hundred bucks still. The, the champagne swirl, the gold vinyl. Mm, it looks maybe. like a gold vinyl. So, I don't know. Um, the fact that there's not cool. a lot posted or have sold... I was pretty pleased with it. And I think Select is still a fun rip. It's still only like 140 bucks a box for baseball. You get two or three autos per and some patches. Nice. I ripped that. I got those hits in. I got- hey, did you get a box from Ken from Card Shop Evansville? He said he like- sent me something, but he didn't know oh, which yes, address yes, he yes. sent it to. I, I, gave it your, I gave it to your wife today, as a matter of fact, with your paycheck. So Hello. win-win for you. Not okay, so I don't like that it's called my paycheck. It's just my cut. It's like the people are going to assume. This is going to be like the thing where someone thought I was getting you Starbucks the other day, like a few months ago. You remember? Been, we can talk about this after my next card talk thing real quick. The other thing I got is from 2005, LaDainian Tomlinson, Authentic Fabrics, SP Game Used is the name of the product. It's a game used jersey piece, has a little bit of stitching, autograph, number to 100, $50. I know you don't care about Ladanian Tomlinson, but he's like one of the top 10 backs of all time. 50 bucks for a game-used jersey patch auto, number to 100. I don't think this is doubling overnight, but I bought this to just toss in a box and forget about for years. Seems criminally undervalued. So um, earlier we were talking about the whole vintage thing and how that seemed like a good place to start putting some money. The I noticed that when I was going through these indexes, I refreshed, and apparently Card Letter has now added this in there. They've added a couple different sections, including pre-war, vintage, modern, and ultra-modern, as far as what those segments of the card investing world are doing. Um, I, it goes in that order as far as what's done better to worse. 
pre-war is only it's basically flat it's done almost not it's there's no real change vintage cards are doing uh about it says down 36 0.36 percent so again almost no change over the last month now modern and ultra modern have had a rough go of it modern is down five and a half percent ultra modern which what would how would you distinguish between modern and ultra modern 2018 is probably the first year of ultra modern so ultra modern is down 10%, uh, almost 11 over the last month. So it is interesting that that's, uh, the vintage play does seem to be, uh, not just our opinion, but actual, the numbers are saying that by the way. So I just, as you were saying that I was looking at this Giannis card. So I found the Giannis father's day. There's still just one more listed. There's only one listed right now. It's at auction right now. There's not even any more listed. There's none sold. The fact that these things have been out for a week and there's only one on here, it's got to be a good sign. I'm putting this thing right on auction at eBay, by the way. I've decided. Well, right to that's auction. That's great. I'm, I know you don't care, but I'm, I'm very excited. super happy about the Father's Day card. That's great. Really good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's before hit some we mail. Ju- I have before one more we jump mailbag, I have one thing. But Go ahead. This was interesting. So we get emails all the time from, or at least I do. Um. I get emails from people that just want us to talk about their thing that's coming out. Um, I typically ignore them because they don't really have anything to do with the sports card world. Uh, this one is kind of an interesting collectible sports card merger. So Funko Pop, are you familiar with these? Yeah, the little figure things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Funko Pop has been doing for a little bit sports uh, players. Yeah. They, they'll do different players. However, apparently now they have teamed up with Panini and they are doing players with a enlarged version of one of their cards. Um, it's a prism card that's, it looks like the dimensions say it's about 10 inches high. So there's a printout of the card with the Funko Pop character in front in the exact same stance of the player. So uh, in this case, you've got Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. These are the first four that they're doing. This just launched its pre-orders as of right now. Um, I don't think it comes out actually until September is when they actually ship. But I do think it's kind of interesting because a lot of guys who are into the card world also will have Funko Pop characters or something around their house. So just uh, an interesting merger that maybe you guys want to get in on. Uh, they're still for sale as of this moment. I don't know if they'll sell out, but there you go. Um, next Thursday, so 10, 12 days from now, whenever that mm-hmm. is, I think we should do our national preview show then. I'd like yeah, to do it with a little bit of a little bit of lead time so people can start preparing. So we'll do that. Okay. So next, did we want to try and get Ray on from Ray Schulte? Ray Schulte. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, um, I think okay. that'd be good. Let's reach out to him. Okay, let's do mailbag, and I gotta go pick up my pups. Came home, got a little cuddling time with the boys, and then took them right to get a bath because they were in rough shape. By the so, way, oh, they were in rough shape. Like they just they had a good brush for a while. You know, they had oh, brushed. Oh yeah, they don't get the, the typical TLC when I'm not here. Um, the next Thursday, by the way, we do have a guest coming on. So I don't know. Is it a surprise, or can you remind me? I'm probably no. Supposed to I can know. remind you. It's from so rare. So rare is coming on about that big MLB thing. So we'll oh, talk yes, more yes, yes. about it right here. So let's do it the following Monday. Two weeks from today, National Prep Show Day. We reach out to Ray about coming on that Monday or that Thursday. Okay. So either two weeks from today or 17 days from today. We see if we can get Ray. Because he also was involved with the Industry Summit, which is like the huge, like the national for B2B in the card world. Is that a Beckett thing? Like, is it like how Mint Collective is collectible and this is, okay. It's the Beckett Industry Summit. Yeah. We met with some of the Beckett guys the other day. So, Um, all right, let's hit mailbag and then I'm going to pick up my pops. Get the poops. All right. Zeppi Borelli. I generally collect on a strict budget. Smart, wise decision. I'm seeing 2003 Topps LeBron rookies, SGC, eight to eight and a half, are going below $300. Would this be a good time to buy? Looking at it as a long-term hold. I mean, here's the thing. You have to decide where you're at with LeBron stuff. Is Are we at the bottom or is there still more follow to come? My thing is the season just ended. I think the Nationals is a great time to start looking at LeBron stuff. I just, he's an all-time great. He's a top two, three player of all time. His pricing is way, way down. 
They're coming off a horrible season. I have to think next year they make some moves and he does some recruiting and they're very relevant. I think he has one more run left in him. And if you're going long-term, then yeah. Because here's the other thing I would tell you as a collector. If you're going super long-term, like like Brady, for example, is my really, Brady is my longest-term hold of anything I have right now. When Bill Russell dies, I'm probably going to move a bunch of stuff when there's that immediate spike. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Larry Bird, although obviously that's much more in the future than, than Russell. Brady, though, is the guy I buy with zero intent to sell. So my mindset with doing stuff like that is this is a goaded player, similar to LeBron, already one of the all-time greats. If you are buying to hold long-term like that, then I am not waiting for the absolute value of pricing because I don't want to miss it. I would yeah. rather pay 10% more today than a month from now because guess what? In nine years when I'm selling it to put my kid through college for Zeppi, then, then good for you. Like in nine years, that 10% is going to be very marginal. Very menial. Can I give a solid piece of investment advice to the listener? If you, if sure. that is your play, if you want to uh, possibly get in, the thought of dollar cost averaging is probably pretty smart. Because if you're investing in him, you're probably going to buy more than one. I mean, maybe you are, maybe you're not. But if you do think you'll buy more than one, do it over set intervals. Like it can be once a week, it can be once a month. Uh, but do it like where you buy one today and then you don't buy another one till next month and the month after that way you offset and you make sure you never buy at the absolute top or bottom. Yeah. And, and then, like I said, I don't think there is enough stress on this. Forget about like, don't check your card pricing. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of my Brady rookies that are not in my card ladder collection. I keep a lot of stuff in there. Like it tracks mm -hmm. your collection. You put your card in, you can see, Hey, this is what I paid for it. Here's the historic high, the, the right now price. What's my profit loss on it since I've owned it? With Brady stuff, though, I don't do that because, quite frankly, a lot of Brady's are probably down right now from where they were three months ago. Some people, though, would see that and be like, oh, you know what? The bottom's coming out. I got to sell one. Or, hey, pricing is getting really high. I should sell. I just think if you're, getting, if you're buying things with a long-term hold as the view for that card because you like it or for an investment, either way, my Brady's are not bought for investments. They're bought because I just like the guy. Then I don't. I also would add, would tell people and advocate for some ignorance. Don't worry about day to day or week to week pricing. I, there's no benefit to it. If you're going long term, anyways, just go long term and forget about it. That's okay. the longest answer I've given. I apologize. It's long, but it's you know it's fine. Um, by the way, his favorite movies are Rad, Bloodsport, Adventures in Babysitting, Teen Wolf, and Big Adventure. I assume that's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Adventures um, in Babysitting was that Elizabeth Shue? Yeah, that's like the. I, I thought that was great. I had a real crush on Elizabeth Shue. Plus, Teen Back Wolf. to the Future. Um. All right. Let's see. Daniel Jovanovich, no question. Uncle Buck is his favorite 80s movie. Is there a reason? You did the mailbag. Did you put something in here about 80s movies or something? No, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like all three of these. Yeah. Ruben <laughs> Mitchell, favorite. Oh, wait. Favorite. It was, yeah. Ghostbusters. So I don't know why they're doing that. Um, okay. Franco Caliz, can you ask? Never mind. It's already, it's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> I need people. If you're going to ask a question, put like, hey, this is for Jason at the beginning so I can find it faster. Brandon Graff's question. Brandon Graff. Yeah, get all that right. one. All right. Players like Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Najee Harris, they've all had actual autographs come out in recent products while their redemption autographs still haven't been fulfilled in or older products like Absolute and Certified. Does the fact that some of their signatures are now out mean that their older redemptions are more likely to be taken care of soon? Generally, yes. I can't speak individually about any of those three guys, but in general, that is always a good sign. When you start seeing stuff come out, it means they're actually in their signing, so they're probably signing their older stuff as well. Oh, um, there's another question that go went along with that. Let me see. Eric Charlesworth, do you guys know the protocol for players signing all manufactured cars or stickers? Do they do them all in one shot? No is there idea. like a signing day everyone dreads? Actually, there is. They do have like these signing dates. Panini did. But I don't know how many they sign there. Like they'll sit there and sign a million stickers. But I don't yeah. know, like, is that for the first four releases? Is, you know, that's what I, mean. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, yep. It did. Like there was one thing we saw once where there were guys, there were a ton of guys there together signing things. But yeah, we don't know. With Topps Baseball, a lot of times it's by the product. Like you'll see like this guy is sitting there, like Vlad will post a picture of him signing all of his Topps Chrome cards. But I don't, uh. I don't know in general how that works. Um, let's see. Let's go down to uh, my favorite season Joel. is definitely fall. You're a fall guy, not a you're not a strong winter or summer. I like to go with the dominant. I hate summer because I'm a sweater. But you pool winter. weather. 
you have a pool now. Maybe you'll turn into a, a summer guy. Yeah. Winter, more work. I'm, I'm much more of a sissy now than I was before. Like, I cannot deal with cold anymore. Fall, yeah. though, I'm wearing this thing every day of fall. I mean, don't, that's... Don't get me wrong. I love fall, but okay. I just feel I can do more in the summertime. I'm going to ask you the next question. Has banter... Bet- You're the sensitive one. I like to ask you... I'm trying to set you up. Has <laughs> banter between you ever devolved into fisticuffs? If so, what nonsense topic spurred that? We've like never a been physical. Fi- we've never had a no. physical altercation, but I am trying to think. We've had arguments for when sure. I, when we first started, you know what came to mind? When we first started, I was a real hot shot. I was trying a little bit too hard to be that funny, overly sarcastic guy. Did I cry? No. Do you remember the first YouTube show though? You oh. stopped it. And it was well deserved. Jesse yelled yeah. at me. And honestly, <laughs> at the end of his his yelling, I was just like, dude, you're right. I can't help you. I, I, I get bad. a little caught up in the character of being Mike, funny guy, sarcastic guy. We have never had a physical altercation. No. If anything, we find this like we will. Like when I gave him a hard time earlier, because whatever he said to me, I was I was genuinely irritated. Yep. However, this is what it always happens. We talk more until we've both forgotten about it and we move on. And this is a very cathartic place. So no, no hitting around here, John. Thank you for no. asking though. I get overly sarcastic and you get overly sensitive, I think is the safest thing to say. I've if we're never been sensitive. How dare you? No, I'm not our phone you. call earlier. No. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> never would I say that. What's that is question? not on the pod. You can't bring okay. it up. Anthony real wants to know, Oh, I thought the Elvis movie was great. What's with all these movie things? That's why I thought you put out something in the mailbag. This yeah, mailbag is a train weird. wreck. By the way. Thursday, know. let me just tell the audience, Thursday yeah. is going to be such a phenomenal sports card-centric <laughs> show. You're going to be pumped. Today, we're coming back from vacation. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. It's not your fault. I couldn't get no. into a real great flow. Jason, I'm just like, I don't know what Jason's doing. Not <laughs> the energy wasn't there like normal with him. It was 11 p.m. His he time. lost his accent. I mean, <laughs> he kept saying turd, which you know it was on purpose. It was, was just rude. Right. Aaron Hernandez. Yep. Uh, while he does love Karate Kid, uh, his question, <laughs> should I sell any Bowman prospect cards when he gets uh, called up beside being a PC player? Are there any other reasons to hold past this point in his career? So you hold past the point if you think they're going to be transcendent. Like guys talk about Wander being the next face of baseball, you know, kind of the next tier right below these Wander, uh, the Tatis, Vlad, those type of guys. In general, though, you sell them when the hype is there of, hey, they're going to get called up or right as they get called up. If you did that every time, yes, you would leave money on the table on some of the big guys. Tatis came up and crushed right off the bat. 99.6% though, their hype pricing then is higher than at any other time when they do stuff in the actual big league. So yes, Um, it's a safe one to go with. That's a good call. Abram King. Abram has a nonsense question, but I actually think there's a lot of uh, good ideas and value behind this. If you had to pick a triple logo for a non-sport, what would it be? His example, a piece of Batman suit from three different eras of the movie. I think, oh, first off, that would be absolutely amazing. Oh, like a triple logo, man, like to rival LeBron. Yeah, it would be, yeah, essentially, but it would be like okay. uh, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, and, you know whatever the new one is. Um, I do think in the fact that we, I kind of got this hinted when I talked to AC a couple weeks ago that they're coming out with another zero cool product and it could have something to do with comics and things like that. Cause they're going to release it or talk about it at Comic-Con. I could see a Marvel uh, and or DC, but a Marvel probably more so a card. And I think that would be absolutely amazing to have like, you know, to- uh, you know, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and whoever else on there. I Like anything where you got three different characters all on one, I thought that would be pretty nice. So Star we'll Wars came to mind. Anytime I see like three, I'm like, I don't know. Do like oh, yeah, sure. you know, young Anakin, regular Anakin, then Darth Vader. Like the progression of that one character or something. I don't know. Well, in Tops, they already do the Star Wars product. They do right? the Master So it would, it would be an easy transition. By the way, so that's a good idea. Speaking of AC and fanatics, have we had any headway on getting Mike. Is it Mike Mahane? Is that the new CEO? Oh, yeah. I don't know if we know how to pronounce his last name, but yes, that's correct. Um, the new CEO of Fanatics. About. If anybody from Fanatics is listening, Luber, AC, anybody else, we would like to get, if the guy is going to be in charge of the sports car division of the company that has all the licensing, I think it would be excellent for the hobby to see him on the biggest platform, which would be this podcast. I would love to have him come on. What's the vision? Where are you going? What's the moves? 
I would love to see if that would happen. So if anybody's listening from that company, which they've reached out in the past and they've been very good good to us, we would like to have him on. He's Absolutely. a young dude too. I looked at his, uh, I Insta stalked him. I think he's younger bit. than us. Is he? Re- I mean, good. I thought either he, that I or mean, he's just really good looking. It's either way. I don't like him. <laughs> if he's younger than me, I don't not loving that. And if he's no. better looking, strike two. Uh, How anyways. could he be? Exactly. You're so handsome. He couldn't be. Uh, Do you think Mike he has a Celtic went, shirt? No chance. No, he does not. The sentiment is that base is the devil. Does that still hold true for an unnumbered base that is hobby only, like clearly contenders optic, optic, etc.? Yes, but not nearly as much because that is not nearly that doesn't have anywhere near the print run of the other ones. So premium base stuff, even if it's not numbered, I still think there's a decent market for. Good question though. That's why I wanted that one in there. Uh, Jason Chung, would you rather have two regular auto cards or one auto card with both signatures? Uh, how does having both on one card affect the value? So here's the example. He's asking this because he saw he was in the the room the other day on on Card Shop Live when uh, Ken from Evansville pulled the oh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Would you mm-hmm. rather have an Aaron Rodgers card autoed and then a separate? I always go dual and triple. Like I think those are the coolest. And it's funny because people do not like there's a lot of guys who don't like I don't I never understood why one of the one of the most appealing and attractive ultra modern cards to me. I don't often think this because a lot of stuff now is kind of replayed, but immaculate. There's a dual autograph of Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that is like I'm going to buy that card. I, I just think that's such a phenomenal card. There's a triple auto from Immaculate that recreates the Bird Magic Doctor J rookie card. The three of them signed. Oh, really? Oh, I've that's got a, cool. I've got a couple of the Brady. I've got one that's Brady Montana um, Manning, and there's another one that's Brady Montana Elway, I believe. I th- I think triple autos, as long as all of the players are are similar calibers, I think are the best thing going. Dual and triple autos, I love them. Jason Lind. Given the downtrend in cards slash economy, if someone gave you $50,000 to get a 15 to 25% return over the next six to nine months, by the way, guys, we are so used to the card world and just seeing phenomenal returns. If you got 15 to 25% return over six to nine months, that's absolutely amazing. All right. Yeah. So let's just, let's just go if ahead and say that. If you take out the last 22 months, that would be unheard of in the hobby on a consistent basis. We've just gotten spoiled. So if you gave me 50 grand, I'll tell you right now, first of all, um, you know, and I try to be very, very balanced in my spending, right? You know this. I try to stay very diversified. Mm -hmm. My card money is very liquid right now. I have been very hesitant because I don't know where the bottom is on stuff. And so it makes it tough. I don't want to buy super long-term holds because I'm still kind of like, well, if it's going to be cheaper and I don't need to have it, hmm. I don't love the short-term flips. I, yeah, 50 grand. So one of two things to me really pop into my head, high grade vintage, any sport, but high grade vintage where you see the trend is that it's, it's down quite a bit from its all time high. So if you're looking at like Willie Mays rookies, I have a couple and I'm, I'm way underwater. I don't think that's the worst investment living hall of fame rookies, um, that are high grade. And I also think wax stay traditional with Bowman. I think tops Chrome could Tops Chrome right now, if you pre-ordered a bunch of cases and that checklist is what I think it's going to be, mm-hmm. I think there's a reasonable possibility of a 15 to 50 or 30% return on that. <laughs> um, well yeah, done. like I think if you can get Tops Chrome cases right now locked up, I think it's going to be a good, a decent value. Um, okay. But that's where I would go. High-grade Hall of Fame, vintage rookies, or sealed wax. Particularly, I, I always tend to lean toward like the baseball Prospect or rookie heavy. Tops, Chrome, Bowman, Chrome, that type of stuff. Uh, next question. Joshua Farmer. That is also an 80s sounder. What's with all the 80s stuff, guys? Breston Bostain. After opening packs and you get rated rookies slash prospects that don't have the big names to chase. Example, Tristan uh, Casas, Isaac Paredes. Are they worth grading? grading. You know, stuff like that, obviously, it's not worth with PSA because of the price. I mean, throw it to SGC for 23 bucks. Again, if you're kind of like, hey, I'm going to send this in for cheap, get it back, see if it's worth anything by the time it comes back. I don't hate that if you can get it, but that's really the only option because otherwise it's not really worth the grading cost and the time it's going to take to get it back. So I think there's plays with that stuff, but I think that's what it is. Like, what's the end game here? So anyways. Cool. There you there go. There you go. 
Uh, guys, thanks for all your 1980s movies. I appreciate you throwing those in there. I did request that they show those, so. You did, okay. Um, yeah. The last thing I, I just want to tease, Friday night of The National in Atlantic City, we will be kind of co-hosting that thing with Panini, the NFT Prism Party. We're going to be ripping a bunch of Prism packs, NFT packs. Hello. There's going to be a bunch of physical product as well. Uh, athlete signings to be announced. Um, so it's going to be like a really cool card-centric event. Oh, not only that, we're doing a giveaway. Do you know about that yet? I don't. Oh, we're doing a giveaway of 10, at least 10 of the uh, entry-level spots. But because it's going to be a little more special than usual, in those spots, we're also going to include boxes of Noir, which are typically only going to be reserved for the higher-end seats tickets to this event. So Those are NFT packs, aren't they? I believe they are, but I'll double yeah. check. Okay. No, I thought you said boxes. They're NFT packs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That yep. is going sorry. to be an exclusive NFT release at that party, though. Yes. You're right about that. So there's the super VIP package. Those are $10,000, but you get 10 entries with it. You get your own private table for ripping, for packs, for all that type of stuff. There's the VIP, which are 500, correct? Yes. And general admission is 100? Uh, yes. Okay. The general admission, are those on sale now on PaniniAmerica.net? They're all on sale as of now. Okay. You go to the blockchain, uh, you go to... PaniniAmerica.net, and then if you go to blockchain, just click on it at the very top, and it'll be the first packs you see. And by the way, for the guys who don't love NFTs, I would say go through, or for anybody, if you, if you are interested in going to the, to the party as well, look through the packages and look at the actual value included. Not to mention there's going to be, I think it's safe to say, tens of thousands of dollars worth of other free stuff and giveaways. A lot of physical stuff well, as well once we actually get into it. so And like I think there's going to be players or at least some signers of things uh, of different yep. sports. I think that's being yeah, nailed down this week. entertainment so. is involved. I mean, they're not going to do it for like they're not going to bring nobody. So it's going to be yeah. an awesome event. We will be there that Friday evening. So make sure you check that out. Other than that, I think we're done. We'll be back on Thursday with a much more polished, phenomenal show Thursday. If today I, was a C plus, Thursday is going to be like an A plus plus. Maybe higher. I don't, it's hard to I don't say. think so. I doubt it. There's that negativity. Just to end where we started. <laughs> All right. That is Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Thank you to Jason Flynn from Soccer Cards United. And of course, yeah, boy, sports boy for carrying the load on this show. Stop sarcasm too much. See you Thursday. Goodbye. Goodbye.